Hello and welcome to the Bliss Career Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything career. I am your host, Dan Solomon, and in this podcast, I am bringing you interviews with people just like you, people who were once in your shoes. I'm also going to be talking with HR managers as well as people who are experts in their various fields. We have a lot of stuff to unpack today, so please sit tight and relax and let's get to it then. Okay, Raman, I'm really, really happy um, that you decided to join this call today. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, great. Awesome. So I wanted to say in the studio, but uh, (laughs) today I have Ramai Sheikh um, with me and Mm -hmm. he's currently working with um, ASML as an availability and reliability engineer. I don't really know what that means. Um, so I'm just going to let him introduce himself. So please, Roman, um, okay. could you just take some time to introduce yourself, who you are, what you're currently doing, and where you're from? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Roman Sheikh, as uh, Dan uh, pointed out. Uh, I'm 26 years old, um, born and raised in India. Uh, I moved to Netherlands at the age of uh, 20. And yeah, I, I went to do my master's at TU Delft. And now currently I'm working in Eindhoven for a semiconductor giant uh, named ASML. And uh, yeah, in my undergrad, I studied uh, chemical engineering. And here in Netherlands at uh, Delft, I studied uh, petroleum engineering uh, and a bit of geology uh, together with Dan. That's how we know each other. Yeah, and uh, over the last uh, two years, uh, I was a part of this traineeship program uh, with Ormit on personal development. And as a part of it, I was working at the technical company, which is ASML. And now, uh, since the last uh, six months, I've been working full-time with ASML after finishing my personal development traineeship program. So yeah, that's in brief uh, about myself. And uh, further along in the podcast, we can talk about my exact role and other details. Ah, okay, awesome, awesome. Thanks, thanks again for for that brief introduction. I I did pick up something. So you studied chemical engineering and um for your bachelor's, right? Yeah. And then you went you went on to to study petroleum engineering. Yeah. Um, in TU Delft. I think that was when we met. I'm a bit interested to know like mm-hmm. the transition from from petroleum engineering to now working for a, for a semiconductor industry mm-hmm. um company like like. How did that shift happen? What, um, I would say, influenced the decision to make such a bold step? Well, I think um, it has to do with uh, what I was looking for. When I was in uh, my undergrad, chemical engineering uh, was a nice platform to, uh, you know, have a piece of pie of every branch of uh, engineering and sciences. And then I got really interested in uh, petroleum and I was really enthusiastic about the technical challenges uh, in the petroleum industry that really had my fascination. So I went with an open mind towards this study, which I didn't know until the last two years of my undergrad studies. And then at my undergrad, I still had, uh, you know, uh, I'm in general, like always curious about a lot of things. I find it difficult to just stay with one thing and just go in deep. So I just had this general curiosity and that's uh, what made me jump from chemical to petroleum engineering. Uh, yeah, just uh, technical and uh, yeah, in general, just curiosity about how things work in a completely different area. So yeah, it was pretty easy for me. It was either choosing between material science, which also had my fascination, 
or petroleum industry. And after some uh, doing some bit of internships and projects uh, with the professors and industry in India, I realized uh, uh, I would be better off uh, studying petroleum engineering. And that that's how uh, I got to Delft. Okay, okay. And when you were done with petroleum engineering, you decided, okay, this is the time to go into semiconductor industry, even if there is no connection between those two industries, right? What influenced your push? Uh, well, uh, I actually didn't have that clarity, uh, you know, with that specific goal that I would go into semiconductor industry. After my master's, uh, I was pretty happy with what I had learned, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, doing uh, the two years uh, at Delft and uh, also the research. And then after that, I was uh, thinking to myself, uh, okay, well, what do I want to make my next step in? Is it going to be in petroleum industry, which, uh, as you know, is quite volatile and uh, yeah, the price uh, moved uh, by fifty percent downwards since I applied. Uh, <laughs> I, and uh, I remember, I remember that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew when I had applied, it was already going down. But my motivations were clear that I was going to do this masters, uh, not purely for a financial gain, but just for the pure joy of learning. Uh, okay. And then when I had finished my master's, uh, I realized, okay, uh, it was fun to do this. I learned quite a bit. Now I can either go into, uh, you know, research, which I realized wasn't uh, for me, and uh, or I go to the industry. And then came the question, which industry? And then uh, I knew that petroleum uh, wasn't didn't seem like uh, the option that I wanted to go full time. Uh, not just only because of the financial implication, but in general, I, I felt like, okay, I, I had enough learning of that. So I was just open-minded looking around, okay, what else options are there and uh, what options can I take from here? I was uh, just still, you know, curious about other fields. And then I came around across this uh, traineeship, which uh, the main hook for me was not the technical part, but it promised personal development and getting to know yourself uh, as a okay. personal leader. And then I saw okay. that it's attached to this uh, ASML company, which uh, mm-hmm. I had to Google and understand what they did. And that seemed <laughs> quite cool. So so you you didn't know what it did before you actually applied to them? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I actually didn't know. I just knew that they, they were, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, companies for the Amsterdam Exchange Index. And okay. I, I heard that, uh, you know, uh, they are really, you know, great on research. I just heard through the chemical engineering circles at Delft, but actually yeah. didn't know what it was. So I, I was pretty much uh, uh, going in. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't have uh, uh, in my mind that I would be working in semiconductors. I was just like, I want to have a nice technical challenge and mm-hmm. also have a place to grow. And this seemed to meet uh, both the criteria and uh, yeah, and uh, I'm quite happy with uh, having made that jump. Okay, that, there's something you, you, you mentioned a lot. You always mentioned open-mindedness. So I, I think that helped you as well, right, in taking this role. Because like you said, you had no idea mm-hmm. what the company was doing. But at the end, you ended up there and you took it the way it was and, and, and then just grew into the role. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, open-minded, uh, definitely helps in this uh, situation to, you know, you just expose yourself to a lot of opportunities. Um, and I had realized, especially with uh, undergrad, I was just limiting myself to two career paths. And mm-hmm. then I learned, okay, uh, if, you know, if I found something so interesting just by 
choosing to what else options might be if I just stay open. And I was looking at a wide range of options. I was looking uh, to uh, finance uh, industry, to also chemical uh, engineering industry or pure Mm -hmm. management uh, sector. And also semiconductor was one of them. And also okay. uh, the milk uh, in the industry of Netherlands. The milk industry. Friesland. <laughs> <laughs> <I> thought... <laughs> ah, okay. I know. I know the company. Yes. I thought I was the one who was a bit more, I would say, crazy in terms of <laughs> working for different industries. <laughs> um, but I think you're you're <laughs> even considered more than me. Um, but that's that's interesting to know. Um, yeah. So bef- before I actually go into how your application process was and, and yeah. how you actually convinced them mm-hmm. that you had what it took. Yeah. Um, to do the job, even though you had no experience, whatever, yeah. in the industry. Um, there's one question I wanted to ask. How how was the first day at work? How did you feel, right? So so you got the job mm-hmm. and then you said, okay, fine. Now I got the job. I need to start. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel once you got that news that you're going to start? And how was when you finished or mm-hmm. I would say when the transition um, period was over mm-hmm. and then you actually started? How was the first day in the company? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, when I first heard that I had got it, I was uh, really relieved. Uh, and yeah, we'll talk about the selection process, but it was uh, really a lot of uh, steps to get there. I was so excited, like, wow, I can't believe I made it. And it was a huge relief also, you know. You, you understand uh, as a master student uh, transitioning from a student to an adult life for the first job, it's quite a big uh, change and a challenge. So it, it was quite a nice relief. And uh, then, uh, yeah, uh, the first day uh, was really interesting. Uh, I was I was really confused uh, what uh, <laughs> uh, what is expected of me and uh, what exactly okay. my role is. Uh, I was told, okay, you are going to be the availability engineer for this part of uh, this machine. And, uh, and there were so many abbreviations and so much uh, jargon flying around. I was completely lost. And uh, yeah, I, I later... I'm, sh- I'm sure you also had no idea what machine that was, right? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, indeed, because there's only up to certain uh, information that's available publicly that you can prepare yeah. yourself. And then you're just pushed into this. And I later describe it to my manager as, you know, being pushed uh, into uh, the far side of the pool to uh, help you learn. So... Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's I think would explain how I felt and yeah it, it was quite a I would say like a positive kind of stress uh, like the stress okay. that makes you grow so I had that uh, good stress uh, for the first few weeks where I maintained a book where I just wrote down everything I didn't understand all the jargon I kept hearing when I was in different meetings. Every meeting was just like, what the hell are they talking about? And I would <laughs> ask uh, colleagues like, hey, can you summarize? Uh, can you just dumb it down for me? What happened in that meeting? And uh, they would give me a broader explanation like, oh, this is what and soon a few weeks. I'm like, oh, okay, that doesn't seem okay. that difficult. So yeah, the, yeah. it was uh, quite a, a fun and a challenging uh, beginning. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me just zoom in on that a bit, um, yeah. just to, to, to learn a bit more how you survived the first week, because <laughs> I think those first weeks were really quite important, yeah. um, especially given that you had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, so I picked up something you said, you asked a lot of your colleagues, right. Um, mm-hmm. to explain to you what, what was happening. Yeah. Did you also like have, I would say, um, set up meetings with people to, to try to ask them yeah. what they were doing so you better understand um, what your role was going to be or how 
what extra step did you take after that? Yeah, so I had uh, a two set of challenges in front of me. Not only was I starting for ASML, but I was also yeah. a part of this uh, a group of people together in this uh, personal development program with Ormit, uh, which also yeah. played a huge role. So okay. I, there I had a lot of help uh, as I had a, a personal coach who would help me through the two years to grow. And, uh, you know, he was a huge help for me to transition okay. uh, uh, from... Uh, you know, student life to uh, like a grown-up life, let's call it. And uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, so there was a lot of support from that side. And on the other side, uh, so I would visit uh, Ormit, um, uh, you know, every other week uh, in the beginning in Utrecht. And we would have trainings there uh, throughout the day. And then you also have session with your coach and your team. And then the rest of the time you were at ASML here in Veldhoven, uh, uh, close to Eindhoven. And at ASML, there was also quite a lot of help. Uh, I had a buddy who I could go to and ask questions, but uh, he, he can only help you. Uh, you know, he only has a certain amount of time that he can help you with. So I also yeah, exactly. uh, took a step of like having a meetings, like you mentioned, and uh, mm-hmm. talk to everyone. Hey, can you tell me what you do? And uh, do you have some advice for me now that I'm starting? Uh, what would you advise me to do? So okay. I asked a question uh, with uh, separate meetings to get to know people and also to get input. And uh, I also uh, f- uh, joined some of them to meetings that necessarily weren't in my scope. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just joined that to see how they work and what uh, is expected in our role. So okay. Just that really helped more me. to broaden broaden also your horizon a bit, right? Yeah, indeed. So uh, mm-hmm. that definitely helped uh, with the transition. And keeping that notebook uh, definitely helped because I look back to it six months later and I was, uh, you know, ha- having a chuckle like, oh, what? I didn't know that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was qu- quite a really uh, a sharp learning curve, uh, especially coming from, you know, a completely different background with uh, different background yeah. yeah chemical petroleum and then in a technical industry where you're talking about uh, everything physics uh, uh, chemistry electronics math optics uh, software so it goes really uh, the whole spectrum of technology so uh, it was quite uh, you know sharp uh, learning curve Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> sounds really interesting, actually. So do you regret um, your decision? Like if, if you look back today and you say, okay, yeah, was this the right decision um, to, to take um, to go into a completely different industry that you had no idea about back then? Or would you say you actually did learn a lot in the process? Oh, I, I, I don't regret it at all. I'm really glad I took this jump of uh, both, uh, you know, uh, choosing to uh, apply for Ormit ASML and also to make the jump from uh, chemical to petroleum because it just gives you such a, you know, unique experience and, uh, you know, it, it just uh, opens you to so many options and uh, it also exposes you to different learning environments on all mm-hmm. the topics. So um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it and I'm uh, super glad that uh, I made that step uh, even though like oil was sinking or even though uh, on paper I wasn't uh, the candidate they were looking for uh, just by the job description. So I'm, I'm really happy that I made those two jumps. Okay. Okay. So I think now is a good time to transition a bit um, yeah. into how your application process went, right? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious, how were you able to convince them 
in your cover letter or your CV mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that <laughs> notwithstanding the fact that you had no experience in that area, mm-hmm. that you were the right person for the job. Oh, well, uh, here uh, I, I will talk more about uh, Ormet because uh, they were okay. the ones uh, who I first applied to, and yeah. then uh, and uh, they had a partnership with ASML uh, to uh, you know have a program where I can work. So Ormet was uh, really looking for people uh, with you know open-minded, uh, who are just open-minded and you know uh, are willing to learn uh, both as a person and also technically. And uh, they were just looking for uh, young people who uh, wanted to chase after uh, development in general. So okay. that helped me already put my foot in the door. And uh, I, you know, I just talked about uh, uh, what's unique about me, which is diverse uh, study background and interest and Mm -hmm. i think that uh, somehow resonated with them that okay this person can you know do different things in a short time and still so you can can adapt yeah exactly i think that that's the Mm -hmm. word i was looking for so adaptability uh i think uh, was the one thing uh, that really uh, resonated with them and uh, and then we had a lot of uh, you know testing on um, our personality that was a really huge emphasis and then also as a part of the selection uh, i had to go to asml and also convince the managers have two set of interviews with the managers and then we had one whole day of selection round where the managers also were spectating how we perform several team related leadership related and uh, solo tasks throughout the day and they were also involved so uh, it, it was quite a, a really interesting uh, selection process. And yeah, I think uh, just uh, showing who you are and uh, what your values are, I think th- that's what uh, got me in the door besides, you know, the technical side, which is, yeah, this person can uh, demonstrate uh, good technical skills, having finished master's here and having done bachelor's in that. So uh, I think just showing your true values and core, uh, I think that that's uh, what uh, stood out to them. Ah, okay. Okay. That's interesting. So, so, so once you had, um, the, the, the first round with Amit, um, the next one was with, with managers at SML. And I guess the questions were mostly mm-hmm. general then, right? Or what did they, did they ask you any specific question that um, required, um, that you'd require in the job or what more on a, on a top level? I, I think, uh, they, um, they post questions uh, on both levels. Uh, they okay. also ask you some technical questions um, about, hey, uh, what do you what do you know about this certain part of the company, and which uh, challenges do you think we are working on uh, as an industry in the industry? What are the challenges that you think uh, we are facing, and which of the challenges uh, would you want to work on? And do you have an idea how if you, I would give you this uh, assignment? Uh, which area would you focus on? So there was uh, mm-hmm. this uh, not really specific on the details because they knew that I was coming from a completely different background. And the best thing yeah. about ASML is that there's no other company uh, like it and uh, and it dominates the market. So they don't expect you to have this learning from outside. It's more of, do you have the right attitude? Do you have the right uh, appetite to absorb new stuff and grow? And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's what they were testing and and also there were a lot of generic uh, and uh, general questions as well to test your personality 
for instance, uh, they asked me uh, one question that I remember is that, uh, are you uh, a perfectionist or are you a generalist? If you had to choose between doing a project, uh, uh, missing out the deadline or uh, delivering uh, okay quality and meeting the deadline, what would you do? And there were a lot of scenario-based uh, questions there. Questions. Mm. Yeah, also about my past, why did you do uh, chemical and why do you, you choose to do petroleum? Uh, how do you think you fit here? Uh, what uh, makes you, you know, uh, fit in here? Because if you look on paper, you have a really uh, a zigzag career path, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how, how yeah, the, yeah. So, so yeah, you really, I really had to tell them uh, my honest side of the story, why I took those choices, and mm. um, yeah, and just be myself. And I think that that was it. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you mentioned lots of uh, several important points here. So first of all, just the last one you talked about being yourself. I think it's really important to be yourself mm -hmm. in such instances. And then the other one, which having the right aptitude, right? Attitude and aptitude. Yeah. Uh, because like you just need to have the right mindset yeah. in such situations. For example, when they asked you, okay, are you a generalist or a perfectionist? I'm sure you were torn in between, right? What answer should you give? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, you, yeah. Didn't know, you didn't know exactly what answer they were looking for. Exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah. in this case, you, you're like, okay, what should I tell them? Mm -hmm. Should I tell them who I am as a person? Yeah. Or should I tell them what I want them to hear? Indeed. Right? And this is where it actually <laughs> comes to you being yourself. Because if you are yourself, you wouldn't really care much of what they want to hear. Yeah, right. that's absolutely true. And uh, I indeed had that uh, thought in my mind, like, hey, uh, what, you know, as an engineer, uh, you know, one thing we are good at is just uh, reverse engineering stuff. And uh, you try to think, oh, what are they looking for? Uh, but in the end, uh, you know, the best way is to just be honest uh, and give the answer. Because mm -hmm. the selection is not just for uh, you to convince the company, but also the company to convince you. It's like, you know, a ma the match should be on both sides. You don't want to work in an environment where, uh, again, I talk about values, where your values don't match with the companies. So it, it, it goes both ways. Uh, and that, that's the best way to see if it's a match is just be yourself and then see if they like uh, what you're talking about and what you stand for. Otherwise, uh, even if you decode it and give them the answer they want to hear, you probably won't enjoy working there uh, for a long time. Yeah, wow. I think <laughs> it's a lot of stuff packed in there. Um, but but really good insights. Um, it's, it's, I always tell, tell some of my friends, it's not a... So the company is not doing you a favor. Um, yeah. it, it's more like, okay, the company has a pain point that they need someone to help them fix, yeah. right? And you are that person who, or they're looking for that person who would help them fix that pain point. Yeah. And it's always good to have a match. And to be able to have a match is good to be yourself. Yeah. Um, and and thanks, thanks for really stressing that because it's really important. A lot of times um, I have been in situations myself where I was like, okay, I was asked uh -huh. questions and I was like, okay, what should I answer? Should I should I should I tell them who I am as, or, or should I tell them exactly what I think the answer is? Or should I tell them um <laughs> who I am as a person to that extent, right? Yeah. So it's 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 really it's really important that um I think it's it's good to zoom in here to say it's really important that in such situations that you be yourself and just tell them who you are 
and how you would behave in such situations. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm really happy that you stressed this. Yeah, indeed. And uh, one thing I want to mention here is that uh, a lot of times um, I see people, um, you know, uh, I see friends or uh, people who ask for uh, input on job application. Uh, They're not really Mm -hmm. looking for the candidate with the best uh, values across all spectrums. In fact, they they don't like that uh, because they, uh, you know, no, no one is perfect. So if you pose yourself as a 10 out of 10 on knowledge and 10 out of 10 on behavioral patterns and give them out answer that you want to hear that is actually a red flag so don't try to be the best just try to be yourself and that's much better than trying to be the uh, ideal candidate because they are human they they know they can uh, read through bullshit uh, uh, to put it yeah. like that uh, <laughs> they, have, they have like a bullshit reader <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's easy <laughs> i have a story on that actually yeah. um i'm, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast on it later yeah. um but i have a really uh, a, 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 a story that's that exactly shows that they they can read you. I don't yeah. know how to do it. Um, I, I think maybe they have a, a, I don't know how, I seriously don't know how to do it. I'm really curious to know how to do it, uh-huh. but they can really read you. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it doesn't make any sense to, to fake it in there. Um, yeah. I think you, you come out on top if you're yourself. Yeah, 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 and uh, and uh, uh, to add this, uh, in one of my selection rounds, there was a psychologist sitting down with us and having a conversation and trying to, uh, you know, uh, ask you qu- the same question or test the same value with different set of questions, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they were really professionals in catching bullshit. And in fact, uh, <laughs> I know some people who tried to give them uh, the answer they wanted to hear. And the psychologists, uh, you know, the managers are also in some form uh, partly psychologists because they work with people and they know uh, how people uh, behave. Uh, But psychologists were really immediate. They caught uh, caught the bullshit really fast. And now uh, we live in times where we have so many tests like the psychometric test or hexaco. Even technology can just find a bullshit pattern. So try not to bullshit, just be yourself. And uh, that's the best you can do. Mm, yeah 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 just as we as we um finally i would say close Mm -hmm. is there anything that that you experienced during your interview process um or during the interview i would say how many interviews did you have in general uh for for the process through ormit asml there were um i think uh, we had about uh five rounds five rounds yeah and the uh the final was uh, a full day of assessment and before this uh, full day of assessment, we had two rounds of interviews, uh, one with uh, psychologists and one with uh, managers at ASML. So, yeah, about uh, two and also a final day. So let's say about three sets of interviews. Ah, okay. So other than all the points we've mentioned, so being open-minded, having the right aptitude and attitude, like mm-hmm. being yourself and not telling them what they want to hear, but just being yourself. Is there any other thing that you experienced during the interview that you think is something that other people could incorporate when they are in such situations? Well, I would say besides the things I already mentioned, yeah, I can't really mention something right now. It's not on top of my head. 
But uh, one thing that really stood out to me uh, in the interview process is that uh, try to show your whole uh, side of yourself. Uh, Try not to just uh, put yourself as a technical candidate, but also as a person. A lot of time people just uh, forget that um, this is a position where you're not only just working on the technical challenge, but also the human challenge. So don't hesitate to show your personality, your hobbies, etc. Try not to just uh, go for the technical job of it, but go for the whole of it, which is also the people side, because you will work mm. with these people for, uh, you know, one third of your waking time and they want to get along and they want to see your personality. So uh, just uh, show your, uh, you know, non-technical side as well. Uh, I, I was also involved in selection of candidates uh, uh, within my team and I was asked for input. And I remember having uh, a conversation with someone and one thing, uh, a comment that stood out to me is that this person never talks about himself. He only talks about his work. And uh, and that uh, definitely makes people uh, ask a question, okay, he's really qualified, but what is his real personality like? Uh, is he someone mm-hmm. we will get along with and have fun uh, besides working? Or is he just there for the technology? So just yeah. uh, be, be, don't be afraid to show your whole personality. Yeah, wow, that's that's really tough stuff there. It's quite important because yes, you're you're always gonna be working with people no matter where you are, right? Even if yeah. you're in a in a lab, um, you're still gonna be working with people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, what would you tell someone today, right? Um, so mm-hmm. you know the Corona situation. Um, yeah. like people are really struggling to find jobs. Um, and a lot of people are facing. I would say a similar situation as you faced back then. I mean, in terms of, okay, there are some industries that are hiring, Mm -hmm. some other industries are not. Mm -hmm. Maybe the person is interested in one industry, but that industry he's interested in is Mm -hmm. not hiring. Mm -hmm. What would you say to a general atmosphere, like to someone out there who is finding it difficult to find a job? Yeah, I was, uh, uh, interestingly, um, uh, a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast on BBC where people uh, were asked about the same question. The experts in different industries were asked. Mm. And I think I also uh, concur with them. Uh, I, I would say if you don't find something that's exactly what you want, uh, try to look uh, to industries or areas close to it and try to adapt in it. So, for instance, if you are someone who's uh, passionate both about uh, mathematics uh, and mechanical engineering, there might not be uh, openings for mechanical engineers, but maybe you will still find the same uh, joy of working in data science, for instance, and uh, try not to lose your skills uh, by giving up on it, but try to find something close and just explore what else you could do. Because uh, trust me, at the beginning, just searching uh, for a job uh, by yourself, the options seem really little. But if you keep uh, your eyes open and keep looking what else uh, you can apply your skill set, then you will, uh, you know, uh, survive uh, the bad market situation. Let's put it like that. And then when the time is right, you still have the skill set, maybe not exactly the ones that you wanted, but you still have the skill set, you learned additional skills and then go to your dream sector or job. And uh, yeah, then you also come with additional experience. So look around, try try to find possibilities. And uh, I would say just explore, talk to people, reach out to people. And uh, yeah, I think uh, th- that uh, would be my only advice. Awesome. Awesome. 
I'm really <laughs> curious to ask you this question, mm-hmm. even though I did not want to ask you that. Uh, <laughs> how was the process before you actually got this interview? How many companies did you apply to? Did you get many rejects? How, like, what did you do to, to, to keep you, I would say, up and going? in your application process yeah uh, w- well uh, i had a really uh, uh, strange approach at the beginning i was uh, so afraid that my skill set uh, is not uh, something that would be applicable for uh, other industries uh, that mm. i wasn't even applying for jobs i was just applying for internship positions or um, uh, not full-time work but like part-time or just uh, six months uh, internship so uh, i interesting uh, yeah. so i just so, sorry sorry to 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 <laughs> to, to come in here yeah. so you're scared of applying for jobs because you thought that you you didn't have the skills to apply or yeah. to go into the industries or available then yeah and uh, yeah indeed okay. that, that, that was my uh, fear and um, i had started applying uh, for these internship positions uh, 6 months before graduation and okay. uh, and then uh, i don't remember how many uh, but i think um, yeah, over uh, 30 or 50 applications or so just on the internships okay. or uh, research related positions. And the majority of them didn't reply or didn't have the opening then. And at some okay. point I said, okay, why am I going for the intermediate option? Uh, this is what I want to do. I want to work in a full-time uh, environment uh, with a new technical challenge. And uh, yeah, and I was also adapting too much of the application, like, oh, I studied chemicals, so somehow this relates to you. Uh, I was not uh, putting out my true self or true application out there and also not okay. going for the job, uh, but instead going for something intermediate. So I, I had a, a you know a switch, uh, like a gear switch in my brain. And I was like, okay, this is, I will just be my honest self and I will apply for exactly what I want. And uh, yeah, and then I just went for direct applications and I was lucky, I think I was parallelly applying for five companies full-time uh, around Christmas time. And uh, okay. this was uh, the company that replied me uh, after New Year's and we had the process go really fast and really enjoyed uh, having the conversations and the tone that they had and they really cared about people and they, they were just refreshing. So I stopped going through with other applications and uh, uh, got the job. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, like like everything else, it takes uh, yeah, quite a few attempts to find the right uh, thing for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're actually on the lucky side <laughs> if you yeah. if you just if you just ended up with five. Uh, oh, but, 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 but if you look at the fifty you know. before, it's <laughs> oh yeah. If I look at the fifty before, yeah. But it's it's just interesting that um, that you took that approach in the beginning of not not putting yourself out there, yeah. but rather applying only to internships. But it's yeah. good that you gradually in the process learn yeah. and then adapted. If there's one thing I would take out of this conversation that I've had with you is that ability to adapt to whatever situation you find yourself in. Yeah. And I think it's really important. Uh, it, it just shows how how flexible you are and open-minded, which is what you actually said in the beginning, to adapt. And that is what I think has helped you in your current role. And I'm sure now you actually know um, <laughs> yeah. what's, what, what's going on in your company after being there for a while and, and I've learned through I would say this the two or two and a half years been there. 
So final question. Yeah. What do you do as an availability and availability engineer? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I can't obviously talk about the details uh, because it's confidential information. It's confidential, yeah. Uh, yeah well, yeah. Um, ASML uh, is a company that makes machines that make chips, uh, which is used in uh, anything that you see around you, uh, electronic. So your mobiles or watches, uh, digital watches, TV, everything. So we okay. try to push this thing called the Moore's Law, which is to decrease the progression of this how small the chip gets uh, as time goes by so okay. uh, as a part of that uh, we make this machine which takes like six jumbo jets to ship and assemble it to uh, uh, customers uh, uh, ranging from intel to samsung and uh, as a part of uh, availability and reliability engineering you need to your responsibility is to look at uh, what is blocking the machine from doing its job, staying uh, available or staying productive 100% of the time. And this could range from, uh, you know, uh, technical challenges to people related challenges. So uh, Mm -hmm. with knowledge or uh, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, how the structure or how the knowledge is spreading to diving into the technical, the uh, optics or laser uh, physics side of it. So it ranges uh, from people to technical side and you need to uh, find a way to go and try to solve and influence this problem. You are not the one who is completely solving it. There are a lot of experts and teams, uh, tens of teams or with hundreds of people in them uh, who have these expertise, but you need to uh, influence them without having direct authority. Uh, You're not a uh, senior uh, management or executive manager to ask them to do this, but you need to influence uh, without having power and uh, try to take uh, uh, out any problems in the path to prevent the machine from not uh, being reliable and not being productive 100% of the time. So it's a pretty open okay. uh, job description and just find a way yeah, to yeah. solve that uh, obstacle is how I would put it. Okay. I've learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Raman, um, any last thoughts? Just a um, few words. Well, um, I would just, uh, you know, uh, again, as talking on the same team, I would uh, just tell the uh, listener, don't uh, undermine yourself. Uh, you, The skills that you have are more than the courses that you have done or the certifications you have. So try to mm-hmm. dig deep and try to see, uh, you know, uh, recognize your strengths and what else you could do and what other strengths you have, especially in this strange uh, time uh, personal time and also uh, in uh, industry so yeah just dig deep and uh, you know try to find the additional value that you have in you and the potential in you and uh, yeah. yeah that's all i would say and thank wow. you for having okay. me yeah thanks a lot thanks 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 for coming on the show uh? um, yeah, you're i think welcome. this you are, you are my first guest so I'm really, <laughs> I'm really happy that you accepted to, to, to come on this. And I, I, I learned a lot today. And yeah. I hope that our listeners out there can actually pick one or two things from the conversation we've had today yeah. um, to help them in their journey. Yeah, um, thank so you. Once again, thank you, Raman. And then um, all the best in your future role, right? Yeah, thank you. And uh, maybe we'll have a second round uh, sometime in the future. And uh, just to add, uh, if uh, any of you wants to reach out to me, please feel free to contact me uh, on my LinkedIn. Uh, If you type my name and put ASML in there, you will find me. So feel free to connect and send me a message if you have questions. 
Ah, okay. I, I think I would probably also put your, your, your LinkedIn um, link um, to my page so okay. they can easily contact you if they want to. Yeah, but sure. great. Yeah, thanks for offering that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, then. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to today's episode. If you got any value from this podcast, please hit the subscribe button to stay updated when new episodes are published. Oh, and remember, sharing is caring. Share the podcast with a friend to make sure he or she is not missing out. And as always, you can find all the tools and the templates you need on blisscareer.de. Until then, I wish you a wonderful time ahead. Bye-bye and stay safe.